Yeah! Talking about expressvpn.com slash nooners. Love ExpressVPN. You've got to have a VPN in today's world or you're not living your life right, brother. People are going to start stealing your passwords, all your bank info, everything. And I know most of you are probably thinking, uh, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode doesn't hide your activity. Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why when I'm at home, I never go online without using Express VPN. Huge fan. I've had it for years. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background uh, of all my computers and my laptops and my phones, and it's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, like I was saying, phones, computers, uh, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it right now. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash nooners, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S, vpn.com slash nooners. Expressvpn.com slash nooners. Head there to learn more. Yeah, talking about liquidiv.com, promo code Nooners at checkout. You see us drinking it on the show every single day. Where would we be, Japes, without Liquid IV in our lives? Dehydrated, we'd have headaches, we'd be tired, exhausted. Yep. Not be able to get through the day, get through work, we'd be sick all the time. I'd be hungover. (laughs) Every single day. Love the liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks out there, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. It's just a little tiny stick full of powder. Pop it in 16 ounces of water. You're good to go. What's your reckon, Jabes? Double or triple hydrated? Du- I would say double. Oh, I'd say triple. What? Nay. I'll say triple today. Huge fan of Liquid IV. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration. With Liquid IV, get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross. Patterson Revolution! We have a very important announcement today on Ross Patterson Revolution. If you brought your cat on the road trip to Thanksgiving, you better just go ahead and kill yourself. Yep, yep. 
Yep, yep. If little Mittens was sitting in that back seat when you went to see fucking grandma. Kill yourself. Kill, swerve. Swerve. Go. You go right into right. head-on traffic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do other people deserve to die, though, is the question, because... No, into the tree. In, oh, okay. Into a tree. Into, a tree. into okay. the tree. Into the tree. <laughs> yeah, you bring oh, them in. Into the tree. Bread into of the Jamaica. Tree. Yeah. Bread of Jamaica. Bread of Jamaica. Yeah, we just got back from Florida. <laughs> um, we had a long trip. Nice, 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 relaxing, long nice. trip. Uh, really nice Thanksgiving. We also got to see our, our tradition is we go out where we were in Palm Coast, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who have not been there, it is a small, quaint little beachy town. Sure. Um, about an hour south of Jacksonville, hour north of Daytona. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've got a few beach bars on the beach. Sure. Couple. Few. Mm-hmm. You know, nice, nice spots. Uh, maybe eight to ten Flagler. bars. I think people know Flagler. 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 If you ride yeah. a bike. You're, and I mean motorized. Motor, yeah, motor. if you are a motorcycle enthusiast, you've been to Flagler. You've been through and or in Flagler. <laughs> so we <laughs> the night before Thanksgiving, you've been to the Iron Boot. Yeah. I'm sure you've been to the Iron Boot. Yeah, M- okay, go ahead. much like every everybody else in the world. <laughs> the night before Thanksgiving, we go to uh, we go to a few bars. Few sure, I think everybody hot does spots because we got a babysitter. Everybody's got built-in babysitters around that sure. point. Sure, and the tradition usually is to go to you know hook up with some you know high school friends, right? Yeah, if you're exactly. going back home, if you're going back home, um, um, your ha- parents don't live where you grew up, so it's correct. We just kind of go. Uh, Mingle with Cor- the people. Correct. Yeah, we get out and about. We rub elbows. We get out and about. We rub yeah. elbows. We keep a low profile. Skin to skin. We keep a low profile. The bar we go to that we like. <laughs> do you, what, is it called Iron Boot? Is that what it's called? No, it's called Tortugas. Oh, that's right. Tortugas. <laughs> Good old fashioned Tortugas. Yep. It's some kind of language for turtle, I think. It is. It it's is. one of those languages. And uh, they have a, like an outdoor fire pit. It's mm-hmm. pretty pretty extensive. Sure. And they have a band. Mm-hmm. Uh, the place right by the fire. Right, I mean, dangerously right, close to the really, fire. Really, really close to the fire, the sure. band place. And I, look, <laughs> you, you know me. You've known me for years now at this point. You know me through this show. One thing, though, I've never talked about, I believe, is white people... Who play reggae music? Oh, I have rampant. a deep, deep hatred for white people who play reggae music. I'm not a big reggae fan to start with, so right. we should we should probably start there. Um, I respect Bob Marley. Listen to Bob Marley all through college and and all of that shit. That's about as far as I go reggae wise. Right. Um, I never got into um, that that band that sings. You know, bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? I don't know do? what that band is. Yeah, I can't remember the band, but I I've never, I, I never got into oh. them. It wasn't my, wasn't my jam. Uh, I liked Informer. Is yeah, that, by by Snow. Is that Snow? Just gonna say that. Oh, okay. Sorry. Don't know what that was, but it was similar to reggae. Okay. So they were they were off my list as well. Snow. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't know if Snow was one person. I don't know if he was multiple people. It looked like. One, one, guy. one singular yeah, snowflake. Yeah, I, then he should yeah. have probably gone by just snowflake then, because mm-hmm. snow is a is is a lot. It's a bunch of snowflakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, long story. Didn't ever get into the reggae scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I I find white people who who are super into reggae are usually really fucking dorky. 
like really dorky people. Um, I will say it was a very 90s thing to wear like the colors of the Jamaican flag, like beanies well, and like, like you take bracelets. Cool Runnings was a huge sure. movie. I think people got swept up in the no, magic of that. No, it was more of like Bob Marley. So as soon as you like start like smoking a little bit of weed, whatever age that may be, right. you think your kindred your, spirit with yeah with bob marley and you and know Reggae. everything yep. that he went through yep. and it's like you're like me and you bob same z's same yeah. struggle right yeah. yeah poster on your wall in your white suburb me and you bob yeah same same Twins. fucking bread of jamaica bread of, bread of jamaica. jamaica um and this band i would say the band that was playing was in there that, that, that gentleman appeared to be the lead singer of this band Late 50s, early 60s. Would that be fair to say? You guys, it's the age where you've tried to make like your own music work. And right. now you're just settling into the fact that you are a cover band and your gigs yeah. are going to be <laughs> toured to. You know what I mean? That Right at that age where you're like, all right, mm-hmm. I guess this is life. I've tried yep. it. I've tried yep. everything I can try. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and now I'm done. This is it. So... Their, their style of music, like they were changing normal songs into reggae songs where mm-hmm. I was like, hey, mm-hmm. isn't this what was it? that like, uh, isn't this Wonderwall? But like, yeah, uh, but, yeah, but like yeah, reggae yeah. version of that. Right. Right. So he was taking you could tell that he was they were tired of playing cover uh-huh. band music. So they were like, all right, they wanted to keep some of their artistry still alive. So they were like, how do we change these 90s songs into reggae songs so every song me and you was a guess of like oh uh, oh is, is this yeah, yeah, yeah this is yeah. that but like a reggae version mm-hmm. of that again all white band lead singer in his late 50s early 60s and people the the people that were dancing around i mean there was a big group there was, it was a, a big group there was no fencing you guys around this campfire no, uh, i i was very uh, scared for concerned. everyone. Concerned. Concerned. I, there was a concern. Generally, I was just concerned sure. the whole night. Sure. Yeah, you know, yeah, for yeah. my safety, someone fell in the bathroom. Oh, oh we're, we're going to get to that in a okay. second. <laughs> um, an older couple sits down next to us, mm-hmm. clearly looking to swing. Ready to swing. Feeling us out. Yep. Seeing what we're into, what we're up to, what we're down for. Yeah. Yeah. Imme- um, immediately, when you lead off with. Oh, hey, do you guys have kids? Yeah, we have kids. Oh, how old's your kid? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. How, do you guys have kids? Yeah, yeah. I get, but he, but they're 24. They're mm-hmm. long gone and they're graduating. Long gone. We've so got you a don't place. have to worry about them right, being in right, the house. Right. We were just like, whoa. We've got a place around the corner. They kept reiterating we have a place around the corner, not with our parents. Yes. But we are here to visit. Yep. But we're not staying with them. Yeah. Right around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of that. Uh, not only do you have this dorky white reggae bands but then you have some uh, you know a few swingers who were looking to party the night before thanksgiving again all fine with that right sure but it just it's just yeah it takes a it takes a weird turn uh the woman was uh what would you say she was maybe 38 somewhere in there i would say yeah yeah and the man was he looked older he appeared to be an older gentleman, right. late, late 50s as mm-hmm. well. He was on his second marriage. And like to yeah. him, this was like trophy, young, young trophy, trophy wife. wife. Yeah. And uh, uh, they, they sat down with us and they were mm-hmm. like, oh, man, you know, don't you don't you love this music? And I was like, oh, oh. boy. Oh, wow. no. No, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. So then they, they, they felt this out for the soft swing. 
Right. Which is like, you know, for those of you out there who wonder what a soft swing is, soft swing is something where you don't have to join in. It's not mandatory. You can watch and then decide to join in later. Um, that type of sitch. Mm-hmm. Everyone um, knows that. Everybody. Yeah. Obviously, everybody knows that. Um, but I'm, I'm giving you a quick refresher sure. course on what a soft swing is. Sure. Um, and <laughs> once, you know, we'd gotten through this conversation of, hey, we're, you know, we're not down with that, uh, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. The one, you know, gentleman was like, I'm going to excuse myself to the restroom. And then they came back out and they were like, we're leaving. Right. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. Uh, you guys taking off? And they were like, yeah. Did you see a woman who smacked her head on the counter in the bathroom and who's now bleeding all over the floor? No. No, no I didn't. No, I didn't, didn't see We've that. We've been sitting here the whole time. Sitting here the whole time. Didn't see that. They were like, oh, well, the paramedics are coming, so I think we're going to. So yeah, gonna yeah. Go. And I think we're going to go. It was like, Ooh. All right. Then it made me question their backstory of like, do, do you guys have something else that you're running for? Yeah. Um. Super strange all the way around. Then the white reggae band is, you know, that, I, at this point, by the end of the evening, they're making up their own songs. Hence, the bread of Jamaica, bread, bread of, of Jamaica. Jamaica. You can tell these were original tunes that they were maybe workshopping or mm-hmm. they were on a previous CD that uh, was unreleased. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys, I also want to say that one of them, white guy, had you know that big beanie that oh if, yeah the if long you have beanie. if you have Dreadlocks. lots of dreads yeah. you put in this big beanie and it looks kind of cool if you're a white guy with like barely any hair and you just have this big beanie <laughs> sagging hanging behind you. <laughs> a loose almost like saggy beanie yeah like um it almost looks like hair at that point like yeah, a bob yeah where you're like oh okay um, like a beanie bob yeah like a, be- you know like a beanie what I'm bob saying. Um, so that's, you know, you get to a point in the evening where you're like, eh, I'm going to pull the ripcord on this one. I think we're all done here. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, we're all done yeah, with Tortugas. Yeah. Tortugas. <laughs> we had a, we had a really nice time. And that's what it's like when you, when your, your parents move out of your hometown. Yeah. And then you go back and you're like, all right, cool. I, look, we're in it. We're in a town. Let's go out for the evening. But like you, you don't go out with like high school friends or right or, or to your old anymore. stomping ground. Or yeah, anything. yeah, yeah. Not that I could. You could. I could, and I think whenever next we go year back to we Vin- might do that. I think whenever we go back to Ventura, uh, it's the same places. It's always like the deer lot. Like all those places are still open. And they're, they're still open. It's still the same people that go there. Yeah. It's still the same people sitting on the bar stools. Which, yeah. when you're living there, is quite depressing, right? Yeah. But when you move away, you're like, oh hey, it's very refreshing to know. That like the same people are there, guy yeah. is going to yeah. be there. The same people are going to be like, yeah, I just started classes at junior college. My mom let me kind of turn the garage into my own area. Yeah. So I'm basically like have my own place. Right. I have my own, I have my own entrance. So I'm good. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, doing yo. good. Yeah. Um, lots of that, which I love. And so the, I, I miss that a little bit. We may do it next year. And then, you know, at your house, it's just so nice and great. Yeah. You know, it. I miss a little bit of the fighting element. Right. You right, guys right. don't fight over there, huh? No. No, no, no we don't. fighting. It's a, pretty, it's a pretty chill Thanksgiving. Pretty, pretty chill. Nice. Pretty beautiful. Everything's great. I will say this, though. Had, had I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, originally. Had we gone back to, let's say, Atlanta, mm-hmm. for instance, it, that city has changed so much since I was in high school there that, like, all of my places and all of the things that we used to do, I, I don't know that if they're still there. 
Yeah, I'm pretty lucky to still have my like small town pretty close to what it was besides like a couple changes. But those haunts like you're talking about Deer Lodge, the hut, the hub, like all those like right. forever will be there forever. Sure. Yeah, wh- awesome. where, where's mine? It's like I, I don't really I, I don't think they would be the same. So I don't I don't For miss. For sure. Yeah. I don't miss not being able to go back to Atlanta because I don't uh, I, nothing is is what it was in the past and that city is growing so much that all of the cool shit we used to do that what we thought was cool sure it's gone now right so um yeah yeah i i i don't miss it like I, i'll yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll go yeah. down and get into the bread of jamaica for a little bit and, and at tortugas sure and you know i think when you when it really comes down to it i get pretty tired of it like after about 20 minutes do you know what I mean? You yeah. go to the old haunt and you're like, oh my gosh, same same bartender, same yeah, yeah, guy yeah, sitting there. Yeah. And it's like cool for one second. And then you're kind of like, okay. Okay. Again. Uh, either way, we got the we got the bread of Jamaica. Bread, bread of Jamaica. Jamaica. Uh, we got a big show. We got a big show. As always, we've got some sponsors who pay for this to be on the air. Uh, first and foremost, we got straightrazors.com. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, what was that? Uh, it was kinda, Is that a razor or a gun? We're towards Strike Force a little bit. Yeah. 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 There we go. Just a quick. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Just a spray bottle. Yeah. Do your do your spray bottle impression for people. And that'll make sense, right? Yeah. Do your straight spray razor. Bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Really good. Really, really good. good. Woman of a thousand voices. Um. <sighs> whoo. 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 Uh, straightrazors.com has got all your shaving kidneys. They got more than that now. They 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 uh they've got you groomed from hair to chin. To- I'm gonna go ahead and say hair to chin. Uh, actually, I got a bar of they, they just sent me a bar of soap. Um, so I I think they're across the board just getting into into the male grooming biz across the board. So we might go hair to toes. Is it nape to nuts? Yeah, uh, nape to new. Nape to new. I believe is what, is what they say. Um, straightrazors.com. Not only do they have the finest uh, razors in the biz, um, but they've also got uh, shampoo, conditioner for men, number one ranked aftershave in the world, uh, smolder, number one ranked cologne in the world, uh, which is uh, also smolder. And uh, God damn it. it they have the, the finest products for a man. If you're looking for a Christmas gift for a man in your life uh, or just a new father figure, I'm talking brother, uncle, father, bro, whatever. Go to straightrazors.com. Get him a kit. Get him. Uh, you can just man up and, uh, and and get all the fucking dope shit for them. Man up at, at straightrazors.com. Type in the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Seriously, it'll be one of the best uh, Christmas gifts you get for somebody. Uh, straightrazors.com. Type in the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Next up, we've got strikeforceenergy.com. <laughs> Yeah, oh, all of that, James. Oh, there it is. One last one. One last one. Uh, Strikeforceenergy.com. Dude, they got teas now. Just got a tea in the mail from them. Uh, Make America Grape Again uh, t-shirt, which is fucking dope. That is dope. Dope. Uh, they get some, they're starting to tee up, starting to get some t-shirts there. I like it. Uh, but they're also the, the premier energy drink product on the planet right now. It's a tasty, tiny little tin pouch. You rip it open, you squeeze it into every liquid available. Um, I'm talking waters, beers, liquors, uh, wines, anything you can imagine. My my jam, my go-to is Lacroix. 
or Spindrift. Um, big fan. And there, or, or Stradka, Strike Force and Vodka, which is mm. nice. It's, it's, uh, it's a nice replacement for Red Bull. Um, especially the holidays and shit, man. You don't want to be fucking buying what, a 12 pack of Red Bulls just to sit in the fridge. Yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Kick the can, kids. You don't need it anymore. Throw it out the window. This is just a, uh, a little tin pouch. That's it. You're done with it. Uh, you can buy a pack of 10 for $9.95. Give that a shot. We've got a subscription of the Month Club, which they have. Um, they also ship everywhere in the world, in the entire world. Uh, they have a 750 milliliter bottle that also sits on your uh, countertop or bar top. You just pop a couple squirts in. Boom, boom. Be on your way. Set it and forget it. Yeah. Hit it and quit it. Um <laughs> <laughs> Go to strikeforceenergy.com. <laughs> type in the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Again, that's strikeforceenergy.com. Promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Tip it and rip it. Tip it and rip it. Um, last but not least, we got a nice surprise while he rides his steed. The first ever romance novel for dudes, Jables. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Oh, beautiful. after all that food. Ah, yeah. It was really quite easy to do a horse noise. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I bet it was. <laughs> Very guttural. Very right. guttural. Yeah. Uh, look, kids, you heard the audiobook last week. They, I, it's probably because of the holidays. It is not, they have not taken it down yet. They've not taken it down. So uh, just keep firing away and downloading it. Uh, and if you like it, just go out and buy the book, please. That'd be great. Uh, pay for the lawsuit. It'd be fucking awesome. Um, and night she cries while he rides his steeds, the funniest book ever written by Ross Master Antonio Orenthal James Patterson. Uh, if you like Blazing Saddles, Hot Shots, like that type of shit, uh, it's fucking hilarious. It make an awesome stocking stuffer. Just go to Amazon.com and buy it. Uh, a lot of people are getting Walmart.com. I've seen a lot of Walmart, mm. Walmart boxes, mm. uh, Barnes and Noble. It's everywhere. Uh, and uh, Audible. The top 10 ranked Audible book in the world. We got a 4.85 ratings. That's crazy, man. That is fucking insane. Pick up a night. She cries while he rides the steeds. Make somebody happy this, this Thanksgiving. Make somebody real happy. Uh, you know who had a happy Thanksgiving, Jabes? Who? Uh, who? Who? Hey. Uh, who? Anthony Bourdain, your boy. Ooh. Oh, Dad? How, how about a Malbec? Yeah. How about a fucking Malbec, ladies? You ladies want a Malbec? I disowned him, but yeah. What yeah, happened? I know. I know. Um, so I, we, we had talked about this maybe a few shows back. He is dating that Asia Argento. Yes. Who was the, I would say, the second domino to fall in that Harvey Weinstein case. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was raped. She's claiming she was raped a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, by Harvey Weinstein. Um. And then uh, Annabella Sciorra um, was also uh, one of the victims who came out and spoke against Harvey Weinstein as well. Uh-huh. Thanksgiving weekend. I was surprised to see uh, a post from them, uh, from Mose, uh, Rose McGowan, that mm. just said, enjoying magical moments. And it was a picture of her, Asia Argento, and Annabella Sciorra. Uh, and they met up for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. weekend. True. And Anthony Bourdain cooked a, a whole meal for all of the victims of, <sighs> of Harvey Weinstein. I wish I was a victim. Uh, no. Just joking. Um, dang. Yeah. Dang. Uh, um, super weird. How, how, how nice. Y- yeah. Uh, but strange? Like. How heavy was that con- convo? God, could you imagine? Oh. Could you imagine that conversation? Boy. Over Thanksgiving weekend? Boy. 
Oof. And Bourdain's no ba- barrel of laughs ever. No. So he's down for a heavy convo. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I picture them just smoking weed and just getting like real philosophical. Right. Real philosophical and like life and everything that happened and mm-hmm. like you know they're they're they thought their 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 conversation was extremely important. Yep. And uh zero like zero fun to be had. <laughs> zero fun and like what they're doing is so important. Meanwhile, a guy Fieri's yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving is going off. Yeah, it, fun to be had by all. Flavor Town. They were just soaking in flavor soup <laughs> over it. He he put a soup in his. He turned his jacuzzi. You're kidding. <laughs> Obviously, I'm I would kidding. not be surprised. I know, but wouldn't would that not be surprised? Wouldn't that be so fun? And you just yeah. Uh, Every once in a while in the jacuzzi. at Guy Fieri's Boom. house is probably. The best. The best. The, the fucking best. The best. It's in yeah. like San Francisco. No. It's gorgeous. And you know, he's. He's got he's, big outdoor grill. He's, he's cooking got, up shit. I saw a, I saw uh, a, a turkey of the. Uh, somebody had this post that said this is the turkey of the, of the week for Thanksgiving. Okay. And it was covered in hot Cheetos. Um, so they ground up these, those, those fiery hot Cheetos. And they, they had treated that as a breadcrumb and put it on the turkey. So There's really that, nothing you can do to a turkey, huh? It's like people try everything, everything. and it's still just I like have not had turkey. a turducken, though. I have not had a turducken. Oh, it's still just turkey. I mean, turkey is... is it? Yeah, it's just not good. Really? You know? yeah. Turkey? Yeah. Like, cooked turkey, the whole bird. That's why people try so many different things, because it's just, like, not great. You know what I mean? Yeah, tur- look, turkey's not sexy and exciting. I'm more, I'm more there for the other things that are around. Yes, it. the fixins. Yeah, the fixins. The fixins. I got, I got to save room for all those fixins. You know, fixins. Um, that, that, like I'm a big fixins guy. I go, I go light turkey, heavy fixins on my plate. For oh yes, yes, lots of gravy. Mm. Lots of gravy on that turkey. Tons. But listen, and I will say, your mom's was the juiciest. I've it's had. Great. It was a great turkey. But still, it's still turkey, right? It's yeah, still yeah. like, well, we're doing it because it's tradition. Because it's tradition. It's Thanksgiving. And we're going to do it. What do we want? Lasagna, probably. You know what I mean? But like, we're going to do the turkey because that's what you got to do. We go We go lasagna here at Christmas. We do. We go, uh, yeah, we, we go a nice lasagna on Christmas is what we do. And I, I like that. Some yeah. people go ham. Nah. Um, not that's another one. That's another one that like I do, I, I do not enjoy ham. People try so many different. Gla- it's like when you have to do that many things. Yeah. It means that it's like not that great on its own. So like let's say like a nice grass fed like filet piece of beef. Right. Right. There are some that you don't even have to put salt and pepper. I mean, you literally just grill it up. Yeah. And eat it and yeah. it tastes good. Oh, so yeah. like ham, turkey, these Peasant food. Did we go ribs one year? I think we went ribs for, we for we Christmas one year. Ribs, yeah, 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 yeah. We like to mix it up. I like that. Christmas I like that. Yeah, because I'm not yeah. a ham guy. Turkeys for Thanksgiving. I'm good on that. Um, I like to. I like a, trying a bunch of different things. I like everybody bringing their different dish to the dishes table. To the table. Yeah, like the thing that you're good at. Because everyone's kind of good at one thing. Even if you can't cook, you're good at one one, d- one dish. dish yeah, right. Yeah, so you're solid bring for your one star. Dish. Yep. Bring your star to the table. Yeah. 
Yeah, everybody's everybody's good for that for that one dish. Yeah, so I like it. Uh, my my other favorite thing about Thanksgiving is uh, the old tradition now of the Ohio State Michigan game, mm-hmm. aka the game. The game. Um, a lot of bets flying around uh, the oh, interwebs yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, online, as you've saw the last few weeks. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go down the list here. I won a intercontinental heavyweight championship belt right signed by hulk hogan mm-hmm. uh wwf belt that's signed by hulk hogan sure for one of the Ohio state games lost one of those games though i lost it to uh one of our listeners in iowa who's an iowa fan what'd you have to do he wanted a six pack of beer um here's the thing kids gotta be specific with me because i get bit I, i'm bitter about it uh sore loser some might say um, if you're not specific with these bets, which this is why I'm very specific with the people who want to bet me on these games of what I want. And I am, I will send a link to it and, and I encourage it vice versa. Cause if you don't, here's what happens. The dude who asked for the six pack, uh, I sent him a six pack of natural light, warm, natural light cans. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think he meant? <laughs> like what like in your mind like if he asked for six pack of i think beer, he wanted some wilmington Bre- i'm sure he company. did and you know goddamn well he did yeah you bastard yeah and you had me send it well send I, it. I, I have to work so i was like hey wrap up these i thought he them. lost or something no, that's why no oh no, he won. how nice you have these people get you this stuff no 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 because no, we're and look, then you send them i'm gonna, I'm gonna get to that i'm boy, gonna get to, I, no. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get to that so here's what being super specific is in listening to the show so we have that uh the, the, the following uh, uh, another gentleman bets uh on a game where uh Stephen Edward is his name. Stephen Edward bet me um, on the Michigan State game, which loser had to buy this autographed Tom Selleck Magnum PI 8x10 mm-hmm. headshot. Um, I have that. I now own that. Sure. Uh, we put that, we posted that up on uh, Ross Patterson Revolution Facebook page and Ross Patterson Revolution Instagram. I own that. I won that again. The following week was the annual Ohio State Michigan game. Mm-hmm. Um, boy. Because I know Michigan fans are super diehard about their team. Uh, they're as passionate as, as Ohio State fans. Unfortunately for Michigan, uh, they have lost 14 out of the last 15 years. Right. They've won once in 15 mm-hmm. years. So we had a we had a bet on on this where uh and we we discussed this on the show. I was going to get this huge signed Urban Meyer, the coach of Ohio State, um, amazing, you know, championship, uh, just a, a fucking something you pray before. It, it is a, it is definitely like if this were a picture of Jesus in a Mexican household, in an adobe, mm-hmm. if you will, this would be something you pray to. This is what I'm getting being sent to me because I, I Ohio State won yet again uh-huh. with a backup quarterback, mm-hmm. um, yet again. The, the the other bet on his side was I was going to send him a signed pair of khakis, which his coach always wears by his coach. Mm-hmm. And he, he wanted to come down and be on the show. Which I was like excited about. Yeah. yeah. And so now it's like. No. You got to win. You got to win. And that's the key. You have to win or, you know, bet bet that again. Yeah. See what happens. We want you to come down and be on the show. Uh, so, look, we won again. It was amazing. And 
again, it's 365 days of joy for me that we've beaten Michigan. So I don't like this is something to me like I love watching the game. It's so nerve wracking because I don't want to lose because I don't want that hanging over my head for the next 365 days. Uh-huh. Um, I just don't I, I don't want it mm-hmm. by the time this Michigan game rolls around next year it will have been over 2,500 days that Michigan hasn't beaten Ohio State which is just amazing to me uh-huh. that's that's like seven years of peace if you really think about it sure. seven years of peace sure. um, and now that's here's, what it's felt like yeah. yeah yeah so here's but here's what what, what is super interesting we're now that these bets have become public and online, like everybody wants to to get in on this, you know, if it's, I'll, I'll bet people if if it's their favorite team, we made it to the the Big Ten championship game, so we're playing Wisconsin. So a guy said, "Hey, he heard about the six pack bet, mm-hmm. and was just like, all right, you, I, I'll be specific with you, motherfucker. He wants an autograph, a picture of Sting, the wrestler. Okay. Um." Cool. Look, it's a it's a dope photo. It's Sting flying from the top ropes, uh, autographed, uh, and it's it's fucking it's rad. It's right. Rad. So with him, uh, he was like, "What do you what What would you like?" Uh, I found a, a signed eight by ten of Daniel Day Lewis. Nice. Um. Yeah. So we're we're going samesies with this one. Sure. Uh, there was one other guy who was a diehard Wisconsin fan. Uh, again, game is Saturday night. And I have, they are the Wisconsin Badgers. I found found a stuffed taxidermy badger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Extremely rare. Extremely rare, this stuffed taxidermy badger. Gorgeous. Uh, Gorgeous. Gorgeous animal. Well, it could be on our house uh, next week. Just want you to know that. So we have have a bet on this. That's what you want? I want I want a stuffed dead badger. I want him to know that his no. team is dead inside. Um, it's mounted, Jesse, so it's mounted to wood. It's not coming back to life, obviously. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, and we're we, what we're doing is we're gonna do some more live shows for Ross we'll Patterson Revolution. Studio, we're gonna yeah. put it in the studio. So like, uh, we're collecting items for that now, and so all of this stuff. All of these bets and everything. They'll, the they'll be in the studio it, and they'll be fun. And uh, if it, the face of it could be right next to your, like, I'd like when to put it on the front of the desk so it's facing, facing the audience. Be so good, so good. Okay. Um. So, so that 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 is the latest and greatest, by the way. So, if if any of our listeners are are uh, watching the game this this upcoming weekend, Saturday night at eight o'clock, flip, flip it on to know that like. Ross's bet a stuffed a stuffed dead badger, and I I believe it's from France. Like I don't know if the taxidermy place was in France, hmm. uh, or if somebody bought it and took it to France. But uh, right. you know, um, the total price tag on it's about a hundred bucks. This right. Thing. But uh, yeah, stuffed taxidermy badger. Um, lo- really looking forward to it. Really looking forward to this bet. Me too. I had, now on the other side, he has not countered yet. He's like, hey. All right, now that I know what you you know what we're going for, he's going to counter with something something cool. I'm excited to see what it is. Um, also, like I, I I'm excited to see what our listeners like. Like the signed photo of Sting, the wrestler was. I didn't. I, didn't, I, I like like Sting was a good wrestler. He wasn't one of the greats, right? Like of all time, I say. Ah, some might say he is. Um, but that was an interesting choice, and I was like, all right, yeah. cool. Now me DDL. Like if I get assigned uh, eight by ten of DDL, we're good to go. 
You're in Good heaven. Good to go. You know the funny thing is, is the signed DDL eight by ten looks like he was, I would say, like thirty five. Oh, maybe thirty. Um, he's one of those weird. Like when I saw this photo, he's one of those weird ones that we've talked about, where it's like people who who've always looked like they're forty years old. Yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis is one of them where you're mm-hmm. just like, uh, oh. He's always looked I, older. Yeah. So when I saw this headshot of his. He's always looked 40. Yeah. So when I saw this headshot of his, I was like, he definitely looks younger than he is now. But I still don't know <laughs> how old he is. Like, I don't I don't know how old he is in this photo. Yeah. I don't know how much he's aged. Um, I, he I looks can't tell. great now. It, yeah. I mean, Look, he looks great now, but he it, back then- he looked older and it was like, oh, man, I don't know how old that guy is. Right. What, what do we say he is? 60? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I, I believe he's 60. Um, the first reviews came out for that movie, by the way. Oh. The Phantom Thread. The one that you're going to on Christmas. Yeah, the one that I'm going to on Christmas. By yourself by as your family is having a... Yeah, a Christmas day. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going mm-hmm. Christmas night. You're going Christmas day? Yeah. Or Christmas Eve? Yeah, okay. Christmas night. Obviously, I got to. Um, Christmas night, obviously. <laughs> well, Christmas is on a Monday this year, isn't it? Yeah, duh. That's a weird one. Dumb. Maybe I'll go on Tuesday. Maybe I'll go. You want to go with me? Do you, are, do you have any interest in that? Of course. Do you really? I do. Okay. Because um, I, I was reading the first review of it. Uh, there, there is a... Occasionally, studios put an embargo on 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 reviews. Okay. Uh, mostly because they don't want him too far out in advance, but I guess they were they've been screening he's 60, this. So. His sixty, yeah. Um, they don't want people reviewing these movies too far in advance, especially Oscar movies. Um, so I, I guess the the first review isn't technically allowed to come up until December seventh. That's that's the the parameters the studio set for the film. Okay, but the people who were there for the DGA screening, Directors Guild of America, mm-hmm. were like, yo. It's fucking awesome, and Dan- DDL just goes full, full bone in this. Like <laughs> f- his performance is as meticulous as, as you imagine it would be. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> and so they were talking to Paul Thomas Anderson, the director, um, PTA, and they were talking Can to him. Watch it seriously. I don't know. I, so I'm gonna. Uh, this is what I'm gonna get into with you right now. Can, if, if you you can watch this seriously. So they did an interview with him, you know, because it was at the DGA and they were talking to him afterwards uh, about the movie and about the performance and how this came about and everything else. And he was just like, well, you know, I worked with them on There Will Be Blood and I fucking love them. And anytime you you can work with the best actor ever, you're going to try to do it. So they wrote this script kind of together back and forth, he said, for about two years. Um a couple of shows earlier when the, the the trailer dropped and we were trying to figure out what time period it was from. Yeah. It was not the time period I thought it was. It is. It, they said it, was, it is from 1950s. Oh. Yeah. I thought. It looks very Victorian. Late 1800s. Like yeah. 1900s. Uh, early 1900s. Yeah. Um, it's not. It's 1950s. Which I was like, huh. Um. The guy's, the, his character name is like Alfred Woodcock. Mm-hmm. Um, they would have to, oh God, you're going to love this so much. They would have to, stayed in character. Uh, there was a, a wardrobe designer. Mm-hmm. So they did have a costume designer on it. However, 
he had to consult with Daniel Day-Lewis on every single piece of wardrobe Mm -mm. with Daniel Day-Lewis in character. Mm -mm. (laughs) No. Two years of of this back and forth. Um, You could only call him that on set. Um, The director said, Paul Tanzan also said that everyone actor-wise would consult him and talk to him. And again, he was in character all day long on set. Uh, They said he was very pleasant, but... Sure, he's not fucking Jim carrying it, right? But they said he was pleasant in character, but he he was definitely in character, and every single person on set had to consult Mr. Woodcock to Mm-mm. get a <laughs> no, 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 no approval on anything. And, uh-uh. and they asked him the last question was they were like, "Man, did you know? Like, did you know this was going to be his last movie?" And he goes, "I didn't." I guess I was in post-production. I was in the edits and uh, editing the movie. And he goes, I didn't know. And, uh, and he goes, I feel, I feel lucky that I got to do his last movie or whatever. But he goes, man, I, I hope there is another role out there that he comes out of retirement for. Uh, but he goes, I, you know, I feel lucky that I got to at least sneak in one more with him. So mm-hmm. who knows, man? If you, if, if you were to ask me seriously if I ever would want to work with him. I yes. would say no. Really? Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here. I can't. I can't. You're, but you that. know it's going to be one of the greatest performances. And I like, can't. Like, I just, I don't think my personality and how I am meshes well with super earnest, dramatic people that take themselves way too seriously, that don't find, like, humor and... You know, in everything, like uh, I, I, it, it just would not mesh. Sure. To the point where, like, I, I mean, now it's like what well, I don't, I don't really, you know. I, I look, so I, I have worked with people like that in an environment like that. And I will say this you, you spend more time in your trailer. Um, somebody kind of briefs you going in. Um, oh fuck! I'll say who it is. I don't care. Uh, that that movie I did, the Darwin Awards movie, which mm-hmm. wasn't very good. But um, Winona Ryder wanted to be like that. They said she wanted to be left alone, which was fine. Yeah. Um, that's fine. Y- yeah, I, I I didn't mind that. Like you know, I think it's fucking stupid, but yeah, that's fine. And I you know I spent I want to say three days w- with her doing this scene, and I don't I don't really know anything about her. You know, like because it again. She wanted to be isolated and do her fucking mm-hmm. thing or whatever. Uh, there was another guy on that movie who won an Oscar. Um, oh, fuck me. Who was the Shakespeare in Love guy? Shakespeare in Love. Roth. Ray Fiennes. Yes. 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 This was Joseph Fiennes. Joseph Fiennes was in this movie as well. And they were like, hey, he's in character. Don't. Don't. You know. Just, don't don't expect to have know. these conversations and i was just like Ugh, all right and then uh uh you know the other guy who they said was you know super actory and method was alessandro Novola. he didn't turn out to be like that at all and he was he housed everybody in that mm-hmm. movie it was yeah. in my opinion one of the greatest actors of all time and uh he was just fucking cool i um, think part of every job though is how you get along with your co-workers so that's in an office that's yes you know every business so if you are treating it as a business it's like 
Ew. So You know, it can't be a good experience if you're making everyone around you on edge, feel weird. Right. Be on your schedule in your time. You're a fucking dick. But but here, here here's what I will say with, with that with that set in particular. Everybody kind of kept to themselves, so it and wasn't that's cool. It's just not fun, and it's not, not going to make like, you know, it's not going to it's going to come through on screen. Which you're saying the movie wasn't that good. Well, yeah. I would argue that a lot of those reasons would be why. Whereas, like, oh, if yeah. you guys yeah, yeah, are hanging out, yeah. if you have rapport, if you are, totally. if you're having drama with each other or whatever it may be, like, it comes off yeah. on screen. And I think it makes movies that wouldn't normally be good turn out to be like, why do I like this? Like, why am I connected to it? There's something going on with you guys that's real. Yeah. And you can tell when people are just completely disconnected. Everyone's in their trailer. Nobody's really talking to each other. Right. You can see it on screen. You can feel it. So with me and in, in, in DDL, I would like I like the fascination of putting or, or being around that um, because he's again everybody says he is pleasant to be around, but he's he's just in in whatever character he is versus the Jim Carrey thing you know that we had discussed on another show about the Man on the Moon. Um, I, I would yeah I would I would love to put up with the whole fucking fascination of DDL I, in an age too of like Instagram stories. My Instagram stories of Daniel Day-Lewis would be the greatest things. Oh, you think you'd be able to? You fucking think again. He wouldn't know. Mm -mm. He would not know. You think again. You think again (laughs) if that's going to be fucking cool with him. Like, it is not. He would not know. Do you think? He would know. Daniel Day-Lewis does not have Instagram. You wouldn't be able to have your phone anywhere near him. Daniel Day-Lewis does not have Instagram. You wouldn't be able to have it on. But I would, you, pe- wouldn't be I would able to- you know, I would peek it out the window or at like craft services. Maybe like, so. Maybe so. Like, maybe oh, so. There he is. There's fucking DDL. Well, there's got to be some kind of thing against that because you don't ever see that. Probably. You're probably right. You, you don't. You, you, you really see don't, it no. like in the restaurant where those people haven't signed some kind of thing or whatever. <laughs> right, right, but like on set. NDA, yeah. yeah. No, you absolutely have never seen like him do anything like that or walk around in character or anything like that it's true i i bet you there so, is some form of nda with with that in his movies but do uh, you find that in life too like it's hard for you to kind of either hang out with or talk to people that <clears throat> are very earnest or like just take everything really really seriously can't do it can't do it i think that our personalities just don't i don't I, mesh when i no. have to keep being like i'm joking i'm kidding I know, i'm kidding no, i'm no, joking no. it just I don't ma- I don't match with those people in real life. Um, you have that, to be able to like laugh at everything, isn't and, everything and to me, funny? I don't know about you, but like to me, it has happened to me. You know, most Many of my life. Time, me too. Where it's like, you know, I I I, I am a, a jovial, outgoing person. Very outgoing. Some might say extremely outgoing all of the time. Like this is this show is not like a fucking front or like a different side of my personality. It's how I am pretty much in everyday life with with everybody. And there has been numerous times, numerous thousands, one might say, of where I have had to insert "I'm joking" after things where I'm people are like, "Oh, I'm just kidding." Yeah. Oh, um, where they look horrified, and you're like, "Oh my god, I'm joking." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. god. Um, Do we tell the story? We were at a dinner party. Fire away. We were at a dinner party, normal with our like good friends in town, and there was a new couple that joined the, you know, dinner party. So it was us, them, and like this new couple, right? Younger couple, newlyweds, whatever. And I forget what the actual joke was. Can you remember it? I we were can- sitting at the table. We were all sitting down to eat, and we were talking about a club, I like can't opening remember. up a club, um, and calling it 
whites only. But listen, just the clothes, like your clothes. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. For your, for Almost your clothing. Almost like Puff yeah. Daddy, yeah. like white parties. Yes. So, but yeah. the club is no. called whites only. Yeah. And you, because you have to wear white clothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. we were like, no, no, no. Clothes. Clothes, yeah. And clothes. They, they did not, I mean, they were really. So our friends that get us know us find humor and everything. Right. Ho- laughing laughing hysterically off. yeah the other people thought we were Dead. like super stonewall hardcore us. hardcore racist and it was like no we were talking we're about totally the clothes joking. and it was like hey man we were definitely not talking about like any racial thing whatsoever 100 percent cotton whites only. white white clothes yeah, yeah and they were just like oh this, is that not uh, funny yeah. Yeah. i we thought it was hilarious Me- we had had a couple. We'd had a few drinks. You guys. So maybe it's actually not funny at all. For white white clothing. And, but uh, we got that classic like, oh, uh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. we won't be seeing you again. Ever you know? again. You guys are just. Disca- and, and we were that like, type no, of thing white clothing. Happens quite a bit. Yeah. And it happens was like a. quite a bit. It was a club that we wanted to open up after Labor Day. So that way all the people who had white clothing could go out for one evening and still enjoy their white clothes. Again, neon lights, whites only. Yes, yes. And uh, clothes, though. Clothes, yes. And clothes. Not the race. And like we had to explain this joke for maybe 10 minutes. And we should have actually not. And we should have when just you, shut it down. When you have to explain a joke for 10 minutes, you feel like you're only digging, digging yourself digging. into a further hole of it. Um, Another yeah. thing, I was, we were out for a friend's birthday. Um, at this bar and you know like guys and couples birthday parties whatever everyone ends up splitting apart yeah so you guys are all talking whatever the fuck you're talking football boobs whatever mm-hmm. in the corner and then the girls have been drinking or whatever so inevitably somebody starts talking about uh, something emotional and um one of the girls was talking about her friend that she thinks is anorexic and has a problem oh god and she just, we don't know what to do. And she's just getting so skinny. And she says she's fine. I mean, I don't know. She showed a picture. To me, she looked great. But anyway, I was yeah, like, yeah. so she keeps on and on. And you can tell the other girls are like, I know. Well, you know, she's just going to have to figure it out. Or just kind of like trying to be. And she's like starting to get emotional about it. And, blah, blah, and just like, we don't know. Like, we just don't know what to do. She's just getting too skinny. And I was like, I... I wish that someone would be worried about me, right? <laughs> I go, this is, I go, ladies, this is a dream come true. If I was the one that you guys were all sitting around right. in a half moon showing pictures of me worried yeah. about how skinny I've gotten, yeah, okay, that's what I would love. Boom, shut it down. Everyone's like, uh, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Kidding, yeah, kidding, yeah, guys. Yeah, and then yeah. the girl, one of the girls texted me later and was like, I love that you did that. Yeah. She was like, we didn't know who this person was. She was going on for hours about her. Yeah. No. But again, you know, just losing friendships all over the place and wondering why. Wondering why Jesse can't find a friend. The, but- the uh, I have like I, I remember my most uncomfortable story ever of that like, you did that i that i did okay uh, which is for me this is saying a lot because there's been a lot of them where i've just interjected ridiculousness and conversations sure, and it doesn't seem like you're phased by whether people are i'm not but these people took it so seriously like this wife was just like why the fuck would you say that and i'm like in front of it was you know 15 people at this this dinner uh so <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm gonna go into the story because I, I just don't give a fuck. Um, it's really, it's really fucking funny. My, my, one of my best friends had passed away, um, and uh, you know, you, you go. We had the funeral earlier in the day, and then we had this dinner that night with all with all of these people. Mm-hmm. I would say total, like at this dinner, was probably about thirty people, but. At that point, let's face it, you can only talk to half the table. So you're, you're, you're kind of lumped. Or the person right next to you. Yeah, yeah. Kind of lumped together with 15 people. Um, it was a high school friend. So obviously you have your high school friends and that, then their friends that they've met later in life. This was a friend that they he had met later in life. However, he's sitting with us, who are all his high school friends on this side huh. of the table, right? Mm-hmm. So um, one of my buddies leans over the table and he goes hey man i just want to let you know you're not the only famous one here at this dinner tonight and i was like oh yeah i was like who who else is here who, who do we sure. got and uh, he goes oh well did you hear about i will we'll, we'll call him jim for the sake of calling him jim mm-hmm. and they were like did you hear about jim and they were like oh man like jim was all over the news like you didn't see what happened to jim and i was like i not no forgive me i was like please share the story like i'd love to hear it and so jim was with his wife and he proceeds to tell me that he was in a boat um the boat was off of the shore you know maybe like five or six miles or something like that Mm -hmm. maybe seven or eight somewhere in there Mm -hmm. and this is something i had never heard of before he said the the water was really flat and then a, a giant wave just came out of nowhere um like a, some sort of surge, and I guess it happens rarely or whatever. I don't know enough about boating to really get into this. Right. Um, I kn- I only know about yachting. Yeah, I only know about yachting. And I don't, you know, I'm not the captain. So. Anything under 120 uh, feet, I can't was. really interject anything in your conversation. So uh, this this wave comes, mm-hmm. uh, like the surge, capsizes their boat. Um, they have nothing. They're eight miles offshore, or whatever the fuck it is. Uh-huh. Maybe further. I don't. I don't know. Anyways, his wife calls the coast guard. Like he's been gone for. Uh, he's been missing for like eighteen, eighteen hours at this point. Wow. Uh, y- yeah. So I, I guess this continues for like thirty six hours, and it's him and his buddy, and they're stuck on this capsized boat, and they've got to like, either swim their way back or kind of figure it out. And they're treading water and the whole thing for like 36 hours. Eventually, like the, the I, you know, the Coast Guard finds them and they were not expecting to find them alive. Right. And uh, their story was on the news and uh, it was on Fox News as well. And because I looked this guy up later and I was like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they were like, yeah, you know, it was this harrowing experience. And, you know, the way the guy was telling it, you could tell he'd told this story a thousand times before. Sure, he's like, got it yeah, down. He's got it down. And he was just like... One tier. He's even got the one tier yeah, that comes. PMT. Mm-hmm. Powerful motherfucking tier. Right. There's that one tier that comes down. And he was just like, yeah, you know, uh, but at the end of it, I made it out alive and we were okay. And this was a thing. And, you know, like local hero in town. Sure. Uh, the story had gone on to Fox News and the whole mm-hmm. thing or whatever. And... uh and everybody at the table, like it was the way him and his wife, because his wife was holding his hand too, with like two hands. Oh no! So you know it's serious Mm-mm-mm. when a wife starts holding the husband's hand it's with two okay, hands. Honey. Exactly. It's okay. Let it out. Exactly. And so you. We like, brought this up, but you go ahead. And exactly. Like they brought it. So you I was brought like, it up. All right. Cool. And uh, at the end of the story, I was like, "Wow, wow, man! I don't, uh, I don't know what to say. That's crazy." 
And so my my other buddy looks at me and he goes, uh, yeah, man, I fuck. I don't know what I would do in that situation. Have you, you, ever, you guys ever been in a situation like that? And I was like, yeah, I mean, once. And I was like, I don't, fuck, man, I don't tell this story to anybody. And uh, This is making me uncomfortable. <laughs> Even like right now because I would be at the table too. So now sweat is going down the back. So I go, I go, look, man, I, I would say, mm. I would say mine started about 1245 in the morning, uh, somewhere close to the one. Uh, we'll call it 1 a.m. because I don't know, and I didn't have a watch on me, um, and that that's that that's when it started. Like I was, I realized I I hadn't eaten uh, close to the entire day, really really hungry, um, and also it is it is it is chilly outside. It is under it's under 40. It's probably about 38 39 degrees, and I, I didn't know what I was gonna do. Like there wasn't anything in the house for me to eat. And this McDonald's was maybe two, three miles down the road. And all I wanted was a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted a sausage egg or a sausage, egg, and cheese. Um, I would have taken either one of those. Right. But the problem is this was about five years ago. And McDonald's was not serving breakfast items at night um, mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. At all. And like... At this point, everybody's gathered into this, st- and they're like, "Where the fuck is this going?" So I was like, "That's when I came to uh, a crossroad in my life. Where do you go to McDonald's at? Do you go at one a.m. Um, knowing you can only get a Big Mac or you know a double Q, mm-hmm. QP, um, mm-hmm. or do you wait that extra five hours until?" mcdonald's opens up at 6 a.m for breakfast and i'm like i was like you guys this was the hardest most challenging six to seven hours of my entire life because it was a constant struggle mentally of do i get in the car and go get the just go get a big mac and satisfy my cravings or do i wait and and let let this hunger grow and then and then wait for the the breakfast to open in the morning because I knew I also would probably want a hash brown and like there is a silence and a hush over the table yeah my friends the same thing but my friends are dying laughing at this point like my high school friends right dying laughing they're like oh my god I can't believe this is going it's really fucking funny after hearing this like super serious story and I'm telling it in this serious Mm -hmm. exact tone Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and at the mm -hmm, end of it I mm -hmm. was like I go uh I go you know Around the 545 to 550 area, I knew that I had safely made it. I knew mm-hmm. I could get in my car. Mm-hmm. And I knew I would probably be the first one to get the freshest McMuffin I could possibly get. Like when it was time, maybe even throw a McGriddle in the bag. Like, because mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. And so I tell this story and I was just like, I did it. I waited and, and it was worth it. And I suffered through a night of full, unadulterated hell. Just fucking hell. And at the end of this story, and and again, I tell it dead seriously. I got it, man. I really do get it. I get the whole thing. The wife now ungrips her two hands around her husband's hands. And she was like, are you you kidding? Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, I I am, you know, because I'm still in it right now. 
Right. I was like, no, I, I, I really did wait. And that was the finest breakfast I've ever had in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I, I, I'm going to be honest, like, you're an asshole. You're a fucking asshole. And I was like, oh, wh- why? I was like, I, I, like I, I brought food for everybody else. It wasn't, it wasn't just about me. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't just thinking about myself. Still going for this. She was like, my husband almost died that night. He almost <laughs> fucking died that night. And you're sitting here telling a joke, a yeah. fucking joke to people. And I was like, look, this story about your husband happened like five or six years ago. This is clearly rehearsed. You've, you guys have told this a thousand times. He's fine. He's mm-hmm. sitting here with us. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. our buddy is, is gone. Like he's passed away. And I was like, I think we can joke about the McDonald's thing or whatever. Like and she was just like, I, I mean, literally waved the, the waiter over, ordered like, like two stiff drinks and was just like, you're, you're fucked. You were, you guys are fucked. Like he was not, he was not, he was not. Mm, I was God. just like, oh boy. Oh boy. And we hadn't even got to like the main court. Like we had had, uh, uh, the appetizers hadn't gotten to this main course yet, and I was sure. just like, "Oh boy, sure. this is gonna be a long forty-five Wow, minutes. wow, yeah. <laughs> that say... was the story that mm-hmm. really broke the camel's back. But and I... I would say, let me say real quick, that's a little bit different <laughs> than what um we were talking about earlier. No. So I'm actually not gonna put them in the same no, it wasn't. category. Like, I, I like to like I enjoy jokes like that. And if somebody had told that to me, like I would die laughing. And I will say this to this day, that story, like everybody's like, Yeah, man, my my high school buddies are just like, Yeah, sure. dude, do you remember when you fucking busted out the McDonald's breakfast story, like at that table with the, that serious, super mm-hmm. serious couple? And I was like, yeah, and they were like, it's the great, it's still the greatest story I will ever hear in my entire life. And like, even to me, like looking back on it now, just having said this story out loud, it, it is fucking hilarious to me. Really, really fucking hilarious to me. Yeah. Um, they were not stoked about it. And uh, no, no, no. But I get a lot of that. But yeah, I well, I will say, yeah, it happened a while ago. They, you know, again, very dramatic about <laughs> it. It wasn't like it happened yesterday to them. Yeah, and it like, it, it's just begging to be fucked with. You know what I mean? Like, if you're that serious. Oh, God. That dramatic. Yeah. Like, I can't help but, like, cut that tension. Like, I joke in all the wrong situations yeah. because it's the only thing I know Sure, and I, I will say do. this. Uh, by by the way, as a follow up, so like everybody had a bunch of drinks that night. Um, heading out to you know the valet or whatever the fuck it was at this restaurant to get the car, and uh, this the the woman who was super offended, um, you know about her husband mm-hmm. was just like, uh, she goes, so your friend said you got you like make a bunch of movies, and I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I, you know that's what I do, and uh, and she was like, uh, well, you know, I think my husband's story would be great for a movie oh, <laughs> just like fuck oh, off. God. the mcdonald's story would be better <laughs> not only that but like i was thinking to myself you realize like you had castaway where tom hanks was on yeah, an island for yeah. five oh, years years your husband was out survived on a plane a, crash capsized boat for 36 hours like you had titanic where fucking jack dawson dies sure still enough room on that door by the way there always will be what what wasn't there was still enough room on that Titanic door with you know Leo could have gotten on there for sure he didn't have to sit in the water sure he was a skinny he was a little kid yeah. he was a little man a little man a little um, man yeah but she asked me at the end so like 
at the end of it, I was like, all right, all right. Oh, so we're we're always around. we're always serious enough about that story, and so it's time to make a movie about it. Um, right. That's crazy. Absolutely crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found that, yeah, that's that's who we are. Yeah. That's who yeah. we are as people. Yeah. Cannot that's who be, we are as I a cannot couple. be serious for too long. No. I just it's can't. Boring. It's fucking boring. It's man. boring and everything's funny. Like everything can be funny. It can be funny, yeah. Yeah. Whether it's appropriate for it to be funny or not, that's exactly. the real that's the line and that's the question, but you can really find Humor and, and and everything and, and like everything. there was unfortunately but totally you can. and and there was a story I read over the weekend that I found a bunch of humor in that like t- to this exact point where I don't think anybody else would find humor in this. Um, they they are debating about giving terminally ill people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, I can always find the humor in everything. All right, let's let's. Uh... But I I I burst out laughing when I read the story and I was like, oh my gosh, what if you did this? Um, there, there, there is some debate out there with terminally ill people. Yeah. Of instead of giving them like fucking oxy's and morphine and shit to kill the the, the pain that they're going through mm-hmm. um, for being terminally ill, would it best be served if you started giving these people LSD? And this, <laughs> this was like a serious mm. article in like a you know one of those New England medical journal fucking things, and I was like, I, I go really bad. I, 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 or could it go go great? But I was it like, it could man, go great, but it could go bad, just like with any LSD trip. Could man. you imagine though giving your grandparents a, a, like hardcore LSD in like their eighties? What that would be like? Like, I definitely wouldn't want to be around for their trip. I don't. For sure, no. What about Molly though? Wouldn't that be better? I don't Something know. Something where it's always happy. Like I, LSD can go, especially if you're dying. Yeah, but I, I was thinking about like if you're dying, does it, would it bring up all of the memories of your life in childhood? Yeah, but you gotta, you gotta come down at some point and that's not fun. You do, but you're terminally ill anyways. So like, I know, but it's not fun. Then you get back into it and you're like, oh God. You could, I, you could probably can't tell be on people, a permanent trip. Why not? Mm. What is what would that do to you? Yeah, is my I question. Know. I don't know. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I thought about this. I was like, "Fuck, what would that do to a person?" So, like, if you're terminally ill and you're close to being gone, anyways, right? Would you want to remember or try to remember, like, dip in? Like, we over over Thanksgiving, we always catch up on like podcasts. Um, we were ripping through some Joe Rogans, some Marins. Mm-hmm. Those are those are our faves, and. uh you know, they were talking about uh, DMT with uh, R- Russell Brand. Yeah. Who, yes. God, I, I can't listen to Russell Brand anymore. No. Do anything. No. Um, uh, anyways, they were talking about that, and he was like, yeah, man, I you remember things, Joe Rogan was talking about, you remember things from your childhood and past and things that you, you know, typically wouldn't or brings back memories or, or things like that. Like, I, I almost think if you took LSD at that point in your life, like, you know, would you remember things? Would it bring up bad things? I don't I don't know. I don't know if it would be good or bad, but I was like, oh my God. All I could picture when I read this article was like a bunch of old people just tripping balls. Yeah. And what ha- what would happen? Like what would happen to you? Right. How fucking crazy would that be? Dude. I guess that'd be the way, right? Like, do you really want to just sit around and think about it? Think about death, or do you wanna 
to go back and start tripping and, and start thinking about life. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I kind of think this might be the way. Or just look at crazy colors and moving balls and like, yeah. Or do you just take a bunch of DMT and like, you know, or is it, I wonder if that's too much of a shock to your system because you usually throw up on that shit, everybody says. Well, because um, DMT is like recreating the chemical that gets secreted right before you die. Right. Or right before like you think you're going to die. Yes, yes. And so it's this adrenaline kind of that does bring it like it's basically like flashing your life before your eyes. Sure. So I feel like that that might be a bit much. Boy, it would right? be I I think like after thinking about this and and like my laughter subsided, I was like, fuck. This might be the way. This might be the way. Might be the way people. I don't know. I don't know. With that, uh, let's get to the revolutionary fig of the day, shall we? We shall. The revolutionary figure of the day. Um, talking about Albert Hoffman. Talking about. Talking about talking Albert about, Hoffman. Talking about and talking about. Albert Hoffman, uh, born in Switzerland. He uh, joined the pharmaceutical chemical department. You know you know where this is going, Jabes. Oh. Uh, in April 16 of the year 1943, he invented LSD on accident. Oh, on accident. Yeah. That was first used for what? Uh, he was he was resynthesizing LSD, and he accidentally absorbed like a small amount of it through his fingertips, and that's when he discovered the uh, that the it powerful, was fucking rad. I know. I know. Uh, but he wrote about it, and uh, which is weird, like. Uh, Kind of crazy, but he cool. He said he was affected by remarkable relentlessness combined with slight dizziness. Um, he said at home, he laid down and sank into a not unpleasant, intoxicated-like condition um, characterized by extremely stimulated imagination. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, maybe give listen. the old people some, uh, some LSD. Uh, throw them, them a bone, huh? And they're not all old, by the way. No, they're not, you're right. They're not. So uh, throw them a bone. They're not all old. You know? Um, but, you know, the majority of them are. Uh, if you're younger, I, I would say definitely that's, some, that's, that's a way to go. If you're I younger. I think there should be a place where, like, for example, my grandpa at the end of life, he just wanted to drink and have a smoke, right? Right. It's like you're, we're, we're at the end. We're 90s. Yeah. We've, like, made it this far. This is what I want to do stop stopping like stop thinking that if i didn't do this i would live longer right, right, do you know right, what i mean right, like we've right. gotten past this uh, so i think there should be sort of a home for people like that right That'd where it's a, like a, listen a dope house just a dope house dude like lsd you want to drink yep. you want to smoke yep oh yeah you want to par tay <laughs> you say goodbye to your family in a way that's like love you yeah, Do love you, know you mean, mean it. I love you, but this is it, man. Like no, nothing that I'm gonna do is gonna reverse what I've done. Sure. To my body. Sure. And this is all I want at this point. Yeah. So I'm with it. Like like, yeah, like having a dope house for like, hey, guess what? This yeah. is it. And we finally got like my family to the point to like understand that. Where we like brought him home from the hospital, we put on his favorite music, gave him a drink and a smoke, and it was just like this is what you're, this is, he can do this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is what he wants to do. 
for God's sake. Let, let him do it. <laughs> you know, and it's hard to get people to that point. They're like, no, no, no. Let's see what we can do. It's like yeah. when you're 90, I think whatever age you want to do it. But when you're at that age where you're like, I don't want to, I don't want to do it at the, like, I don't want you to try and fix me at the hospital. This is stupid. <laughs> this is stupid. Yeah. Right. At this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe that would be a better thing. An LSD room. So it's just like picture yeah. all the people like running around. It's just, and, doing in a what fucking fun house. Dude. Yeah. In a fucking fun house. Fighting. Effing. Well, oh, yeah. I can curse on this show, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah give it a go. <laughs> give it a go. We'll see. We'll see what the audience. I thinks. love when people ask on podcasts. Yeah. Can I curse? Can on I? There? Am I? I'm, I'm okay like to curse. You've it's obviously like, never been on uh, a podcast yeah. before. <laughs> yeah. You can definitely curse. Uh, you can curse. You can curse anyways, a lot if you want. Anyways, I'm with it. <laughs> I'm with it. Actually, I've come around to the LSD home. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. All right. James against the machine. We are back. We're back from a vengeance from Thanksgiving. Uh, bread of Jamaica. Yeah. Bread of Jamaica. Bread of Jamaica. Um, find a white, a white reggae band out there to uh, really liven up your life. and uh, Fly close to that fire. Yeah. Fly, fly as, as close <laughs> to that fire as you can. <laughs> For the Jables, Jesse Wiseman. I am Ross Patterson. This is The Revolution. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night.